0: guys it's Seth back with another defense wins fantasy a little bit later than my normal report out because I am barely getting my voice back as we speak now but the show must go on the draft is tomorrow and I've got some prospects that we need to talk about that being said don't worry we're not gonna do one tomorrow because the draft is on so I'm going to do a emergency pod on Friday to get your my reactions to the first round and what it means for some of these IDP superstars going into next year. But tonight we need to talk about defensive line and defensive backs. We talked about linebackers, now it's time to get to one of the strongest positions I think in this draft and then one of the weakest positions in this draft as far as fantasy outlook goes for players. We're going to dive right in to the D-line. What I think is one of, a very, very strong class of D-linemen, whether it's some of the D-tackles or, or defensive ends or edges, all those are kind of put into this bucket. Because if you do have an edge player, you're wanting to play them as a D-line because you're going to get more value and more bang for your buck by doing that. So with that being said, Number one on the list, number one in your hearts is Will Anderson Jr. Listen, this dude is the edge defender in this class. The fact that the actual NFL draft is talking about taking Tyree Wilson over him just tells you how dumb some of these guys are in the NFL. Pure athleticism. We can teach him. We'll get him. He's got a higher ceiling. Bro, Will Anderson is the man, he's big. He's fast, and he's polished when it comes to block shedding, when it comes to run defense, when it comes to dropping in coverage. He's a lock at the position, as much as a lock can be in the NFL draft. He's going to get the draft capital that we talked about a few episodes before, so he has the opportunity to possibly be a top six edge defender year one. That's a thing. This is the kind of guy that can do that. He's got the tools. He has everything that he does. He looks like it's just so smooth. It looks like he's not trying that hard. And that's when you know that they're good. When you know that they're great, if it looks like he's not even trying. Here's some stats that um, I dug up because I was just interested in it. I wanted to look at some of the premier pass rushers that we have in the NFL and what their last two seasons looked like in college. So a lot of them would be sophomore, junior year, maybe if these guys stayed a little bit longer or had some injury things. Now, I will say preference that Aiden Hutchinson's I used uh, his last three, basically skipped the second year because he, um, he was injured, so he didn't play. So I basically took the last two full seasons that he played. But I wanted to look at sack numbers. For these guys. So Nick Bosa, sack champion last year, the NFL, stud for the 49ers. Last two years in college, 12.5 sacks. Okay. Joey Bosa, brother, obviously, and a Chargers stud defensive lineman. Last two seasons, 18.5 sacks. Chase Young, last two seasons, 17.5 sacks, which By the way, little pause on this process because news did break today that the Commanders did not pick up Chase Young's fifth-year option. Wow, how the mighty have fallen on that one. I mean, I hope this kid has a bounce-back year because the last two years have been really injury-plagued. But, as I talked about last offseason... Chase Young wasn't getting to the quarterback before he got hurt in 2021. But he was rookie defensive player of the year in 2020 and it's just not been the same guy on the field. Hopefully he has a resurgence this year. I'm rooting for him. But as I said, 17 and a half sacks his last two years in college comes out and wins defensive uh, rookie of the year. Aiden Hutchinson, as I said, last two full seasons 17 and a half sacks. Max Crosby, a guy that didn't have draft capital last two years in the in the college ranks, 18 and a half sacks. Kayvon Thibodeau, a guy we think is going to be great, you know, kind of like Aiden did, although Aiden had a really good season last year as well. But Kayvon, a guy that we think is going to, you know, really take the next step. 21 and a half sacks his last two years in college. So what's all that mean? Well. I wanted to compare him to Will Anderson. Will Anderson has had 27 and a half sacks his last two years. This dude is different. The only guy that I could find that had the same kind of sack, you know reference or sack, you know, that many sacks close to that amount that also went to a you know an actually big name school, not one of these smaller ones where they're just beaten up on lower competition. That guy was Vaughn Miller. He had pretty much the same sack production his final two years of college as well. I know that's been the comp for Will Anderson. I get it, it makes sense. The fact of the matter is Will Anderson is the guy that you're taking first when it comes to IDP players in this year's draft. Point blank, period. You are. Do you need a cornerback? Do you need a D-back? Do you need a linebacker? Best pick available. Figure out the rest later on. Get Will Anderson on your team. It's going to be like having a Nick Bosa in three years. Nobody's going to be able to touch him as far as production goes in the NFL. So do yourself a favor and don't overthink it when it comes to Will Anderson. Especially the NFL. They need to also not overthink it. Number two prospect for D-line for me is Tyree Wilson. 6'6", 271 pounds, 22 years old. Didn't get a 40. Because he's uh, recovering from a foot injury. But this dude is a big man. And he played primarily defensive end, but did do some stand up in college. So there's some flexibility on him on the outside, which is nice. I prefer with that size that he actually keeps a hand in the dirt, but that's just me. Best move is his bull rush. He does a good job getting his hands out so the blockers can't get a hold of him. He has such reach that even the you know the best offensive tackles can't seem to get their hands on his jersey with a grip, and then he can break those off when he sees which way the play's going, and then, then attack. Compared to Anderson, much more raw prospect, but he could be just like the Jags did last year and take the guy that possibly has a high ceiling instead of taking the guy that also has a high ceiling but a low floor in Anderson. When it comes to fantasy, I feel good about him. I think that he's going to have some opportunities. He's not going to be the best player year one. He's just too raw to be that guy. But he's got a great athletic profile. He's just raw. And it's it's just, to me, I, it blows my mind that these guys end up going higher than a, than a guy like Will Anderson. Like, Tavon... Um, Walker last year, Trayvon Walker last year, going ahead of Aiden Hutchinson. When Hutchinson was the clear, more polished guy. Maybe in three years, it'll show that the Jags made the right call. But right now, it's just, to me, take the guy that you know is going to be good. Tyree Wilson, project player. Kind of like a Ziggy Ansah type dude. He has the ability, he has the athletic prowess to do it but he just isn't as polished as a Will Anderson type guy. Can he get there? Yes. He's big enough that I think that he's going to be able to get a lot of tackles from the DN spot. I think that he's big enough that they might move him inside for some rush gaps. And that's going to be great. The one thing is, is that he's athletic enough to stay on the field for all three downs. And that's what you like to see. And that's really why I have him at number two. I don't think he'll end as number two this year. But I think as far as Dynasty is concerned, number two is where he's going to be in about a three-year span, four-year span. Third guy on the list is Miles Murphy out of Clemson. 6'5", 268, very similar size and weight of Tyree Wilson. This bro ran a four-five-three forty at his pro day. Insane for that size. Elite athlete. He tests, his test scoring for, a, for how big he is was just out of this world. He keeps blockers at arm's length, a lot like Tyree Wilson does. Uh, he can get up the field in a hurry. This is one thing that feels good and bad to me. He, he has a very quick first step to get up the field. But sometimes he goes too far up, he climbs the ladder too much, and then he gives away the running lane for the quarterback to take off. Now, to be fair, he does close that lane quickly, much quicker than you would think that he would. So a lot of times he can end up causing a a fumble, causing a sack, causing if they end up passing or handing it off to the running back, closing that gap very quickly. But that is in college. Things are faster than the NFL. And if he can't be disciplined, there's going to be some times that he gives up some big plays, and that's not good to stay on the field. One great thing about him, though, is that he always seems to know where the quarterback's at. Even when he's engaged with the blockers, he's moving that blocker right to where he needs him to be so that he can shed it to get to the quarterback. He doesn't, however, have a motor that I feel like is always on. There's a lot of plays that he could have made if he didn't give up on them early. Like Aiden Hutchinson last year, that dude wasn't quitting on plays. Miles Murphy if it, if he feels like he doesn't have an opportunity, he just is dancing he's a dancing bear out there with the offensive tackle and just lets it kind of run run its run its course hate that don't like that at all It's always an opportunity that something's gonna happen, but his high athletic score will give him a shot at the next level for sure personally, I think that he's uh the best spot for him is a four three defensive end play. Hand in the Dirt defensive end. And I apologize. I wanted to talk about Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson's best landing spots. Will Anderson's best landing spot for me is the Seattle Seahawks. I don't think that that's going to end up happening. But if it does, I think that that's, that's a team that's really going to benefit from having him on them. One, the team's better than their draft pick says, so they're going to be in better plus situations where he can pin his ears back and rush. Two, they lack really, really solid defensive ends or edge rushers on the team. Yeah, they have a couple guys. They drafted Boye Mafe last year, but you get a Will Anderson-type guy in there, and that's just a difference maker. Going to Tyree Wilson. My personal best landing spot for him is the Arizona Cardinals. He can play all over that line. He can play more with his hand in his ground than a stand-up linebacker that way as well, which is part of why I get Will Anderson not being taken before Tyree Wilson. But at the end of the day, Anderson is just so much better a prospect than Tyree Wilson. But I make sense on why Arizona would want Tyree over Will Anderson. But when we look at Miles Murphy, personally, my best landing spot for him. And again, I don't think this one's going to happen just because the draft capital's not there for this team, and this is the Cleveland Browns. I think that he plays very good hand-in-the-dirt 4-3 defense. I think that Jim Schwartz's defense would play to this guy's strengths. I think that it's the best position that he could be put in is getting those rushing downs and rotating out. A lot more often, that's what Schwartz likes to do. That would really help his development. And that speed would just burn these tackles when they're getting exhausted by going up against different guys over and over and over again. Plus playing across from Miles Garrett, so it's not to love about that. But there's going to have to be a trade-up in the first round, in my opinion, if they're going to want Miles Murphy. So the next guy on my list... It's Jalen Carter. Now, if you have D tackles as a position, not just D line, but D tackles as a position in your IDP league, Jalen Carter's number two on my list um, for D line at that point in time. Number one D tackle by a landslide. But he's 6'3", he's 314 pounds, he's an IDP dream. A D tackle that can pass rush. Like I said, in D-tackle-only leagues, this is a prize player that you grab in the draft. Even in D-line leagues, Carter has a chance to be truly great. But let's be honest, this offseason has been extremely rough on Jalen Carter. Pleading no contest, that involved in a wreck of his Georgia teammates um, that ended in casualties, showing up out of shape to his own pro day. Having to leave the combine to basically get arrested and be put out on bond? A lot of signs point to there being issues with Carter's focus. But on the field, he's a top three player in this draft, offensive or defensive-wise. He's got amazing pass rush moves, extremely stout against the run, could easily be a Warren Sapp-type D-tackle if his career hits the ceiling. So where should he go? He needs to go to a team with some great veteran leadership on the D-line. His best landing spot is the Philadelphia Eagles. Hargrave moved on, got a big contract from the 49ers. He'd be back with Jordan Davis, his running mate from Georgia. He's got seasoned vets on that line. Fact of the matter is, is that they would get him into what's being what it is to be a professional. He'd be in a rotation where he could really push on the pass rush moves. It just to me is the best spot for him. And on top of that, again, just like this off season, they're going to lose some more of their D line in this next, you know, off season. So after his rookie year, he can take a big more prominent role in that D line. And you have a Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter interior of that D line, Holy cow, that's impressive. So the final player I'm going to talk about on the D-line and there's there's a lot of guys that, you know, nitpick this way or that way. This is a guy that I just wanted to talk about because I find him interesting. Also really depending on where he goes. So my personal best landing spot for him tells me that that would make him a top 5 D-lineman in this draft. If he doesn't go there, I'm not sure where I'll link him, probably top 10, but the guy that I'm talking about is Lucas Van Ness. 6'5", 264 pounds, great 40 time. He lines up everywhere. This is a guy that has a motor that doesn't quit, and he's got a phenomenal first step, get off on the ball. Another thing about his athletic prowess, played hockey in high school. He also had multiple punt blocks in his career, which that is a big deal for a guy this big to get back there to be able to block punts. And he's going to fight with you till the whistle blows, probably till after the whistle blows. He is just an old-time, rough, tough. I mean, yeah, he's a hockey player in a football helmet, right? So he's just going to have that, that bite to him, that edge to him. There's so much to like about him, and it starts with his functional strength. He just has this ability to convert speed to power and play through the blockers. It's just impressive to watch. He will just blow people up. He maximizes his ability to bull rush and collapses a pocket with his lower body strength, his length, the timing, and just is a way to... Put stress on the offensive tackles, offensive linemen, just to a point where they have to they have to crumble. He knows he knows how to do the pass rushes. He understands the physics of the game. It's probably the best way to do it. Big con though is that he's never started for the Hawkeyes, but he's got plenty of playing time and he was flexible all over. But he is a team player. He's gonna do whatever's asked for of him. And this is a guy that I see being the next Rob Ninkovich-type player for the New England Patriots. They take him in the first round. It's one of those that just makes so much sense. You have to root for it to happen because he can play all over the line. He could stand up. He could play with his hand in the dirt. He could move around. He can play the zone. He can play the run. He can do whatever is needed of him. And he's going to be willing to do whatever is needed of him. It's not going to be a Mika Fitzpatrick where he gets upset that he's playing all over the field and just wants to learn one position. Screw that. Lucas Van Ness will do anything he needs to to get on the field and stay on the field. And that's why I think him with the Patriots would just be a match made in heaven. So now we're going to pivot over to the defensive backs. And I will say that... This defensive back class is very difficult for me to kind of categorize. It's very strong in the NFL draft in cornerbacks. Very, very strong draft. However, great cornerbacks make terrible fantasy players. I say it once, I'll say it again. Great corners make terrible fantasy players. Why? Because quarterbacks get tired of getting intercepted or the ball getting batted down, so they just don't throw it that way anymore. There's a lot of guys in this class that could be those people. That being said, my top defensive back in this draft is Brian Branch, safety out of Alabama. Six foot, 190 pounds, 4'5", 40. This guy's got just a knack for blitzing. Just, It's an exceptional part of his game. He just can time it so well. He comes off not looking like he's going to blitz and then comes. He's got such a high football IQ, like elite-level football IQ. Troy Palomalu style football IQ, in my opinion. And he's a very strong tackler. can line up a safety, can line up a DB. I think most teams are talking about him playing nickelback for him at the next level. Great. nickels get a lot of tackles. And the fact that he can pivot back to playing safety as well, even better. Special teams, he's got return ability. One of the few defensive backs that I would be willing to draft in this class. I'll say that again. This is one of the few defensive backs I would be willing to draft in my fantasy league out of this class. Last year was studs at the D-back position as far as fantasy goes. This year is studs at the D-back position as far as the NFL goes. There is a difference. The best landing spot that I think for Brian Branch is the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's a need to play nickel immediately, and there's a need to move to safety as he grows. Their safety play is okay. It's good, not great. They need somebody to play that nickel defender, and it's going to be... Phenomenal position for Brian Branch to come into the NFL and play. Next person on my list is safety out of Illinois, Sidney Brown. 5'10", 211 pounds, 4'4", 7'40". This guy's a big play safety. Six picks in his final year. Although, caveat, he only had four total interceptions in all of his previous years. So it's something to note. But this guy keeps his eyes in the backfield while maintaining his coverage down the field. Brown's got a great first step suddenness. He's got closing burst. He'll rally to the football. Even one of his interceptions was a tip ball that he just like got his fingertips under to pick it off before it hits the ground. So he, he's moving with the ball. And honestly, the line, I moved him all over the field. He's dropped a load of play in sub packages, you know, for a linebacker to fight against the run. He'll push a play out deep to safety. He'll, you know, match up with tight ends in the slot. He'll play deep cover zone. He'll play shallow cross. He can do it all. And that's the thing that I love about him the most is there's so many different ways that this guy's going to get on the field. So you get a Sidney Brown type guy that can just, you know, Swiss Army knife type thing. Whatever the coaches need, he's going to do it. More opportunities, more ability to get tackles, more ability to get interceptions because he's on the field. And if they sub-package him into linebackers on like nickel, nickel uh, playbooks, absolutely, heck yeah, let's do it. I mean, he's got all the makings of an NFL defensive back. And his fit is probably going to be very much from team to team. There's enough variety in how he plays to appeal to a lot of different teams. And he very well may go earlier than expected in the NFL draft because of that. I do think that you're drafting him to be a three-down player in the NFL. But you need to make sure that he is playing to his strengths. And be willing to move him around because that's one of his strengths. So where should he play? I think he should go to the Rams. I think that they have the draft capital to to get him. He's not expected to be a first-round kind of player in this draft, so there's ability for them to actually get this guy, and I think that he would do wonders for this team. They need some players that are going to be in the back half of the draft, and they need those players to be able to play because the Rams are basically gutting their team. Sydney Brown, safety out of Illinois, could be that for the Rams. Next player on my list is a cornerback, Christian Gonzalez, out of Oregon. Deion Witherspoon is not on my list. Granted, my list is only four people long for the D-backs, just because I'm not really sold on this D-back group. But, the thing with Dion Witherspoon is you're going to get him for a one to two year rental. Then he's probably not going to be able to play anymore. Cause he is a very, very good. But with Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon, he is on my list. And this is why 6'2, two, 200 pounds, four, three, eight, 40 yard dash. Gonzalez has outstanding instincts and awareness and zone coverage. He's able to read the quarterback's eyes while keen in on the moving targets in his zone. He's, He's a very easy-moving, kind of flowing dude in the the dropping into coverage, and then he has excellent short-area quickness to close in on anything thrown in front of him. On top of that, he's 6'2 with 4'3 speed, and he has long arms. He's able to win most of the 50-50 situations as a defensive back, and he's able to knock the ball down at the catch point. Once considered a weakness is Gonzalez's Inability to catch the ball, but he's shown a drastic improvement with his ball skills and said career-high in interceptions last year with four. Very good open field tackler, does not shy away from being physical, and has often looks to bring, bring the hurt to the people he's trying to tackle. And he has the speed and the ball-hawking ability to, ha- to get some boom fantasy games as a rookie best landing spot for Christian Gonzalez, the Rams, (laughs) basically because they need um, a lot of help, but more importantly, it's because of the zone coverage that the Rams play, and I get it, the Rams have no shot at getting Christian Gonzalez, so not to worry I know the Rams won't happen, but I just wanted to point out that they play the most zone coverage out of any team in the NFL currently. And that's the kind of scheme that will be the best for Christian Gonzalez's long term capability of being fantasy relevant. Because when you're playing zone, you're not man to man, and you're not shutting that one guy down. You have an opportunity to get more tackles. So, where do I think he's going to go? Where I want him to go? The Raiders. They're one of the higher zone coverage teams in the top 10. Got a strong pass rush. Their offense should be good enough to be winning games. They're playing in a division that's very pass-heavy. Christian Gonzalez to the Raiders just makes sense for fantasy. Makes sense for their team, too, but I'm curious to see how this draft plays out because I'm going to be honest. This year, I am more lost than I have been in past years as far as the draft goes. So the final guy that we're going to talk about is a guy from Alabama, it's a safety from Alabama not named Brian Branch, and his name is Jordan Battle. going to be honest, wasn't a guy that was on my list early on. Started watching a little bit of film about him, a little bit more intrigued about him. And maybe he's not really going to be a top four, top five kind of guy out of this defensive back area. But he more maybe is a little bit more of a flyer, a late-round grab, if you will. Why do I say that? He's 6'1", 2'10", five, five speed. So he hits the buckets there. Battle is a guy that has high IQ as a safety. Again, like Branch. That's something that Saban really does well, is really gets their guys to, to play smart and understand the game. But he's a senior. He's led his team for years. Opportunity is the key component to IDP fantasy points. And I think that even with less draft capital, Battle has a chance to start in year one if he goes to the right spot. He's got a lot of high-level traits, and he should be able to step in instantly and fill a strong safety spot for an NFL team and play with veteran presence he can play in other positions on the field he could play some nickel he can play strong or free safety the fact of the matter is strong is the way that he should go but he has the iq and he has the willingness to be that guy for wherever that team needs but he's going to have to show that IQ and that ability to be great in practice in order to get an opportunity early on. So where is this guy's best landing spot? The Dolphins. It's high IQ safety to play next to in Javon Holland. Their strong safety, Brandon Jones, is coming off a knee injury. Might not necessarily be ready for the start of the year, which will give Battle the opportunity to, to win that job. They're playing a different scheme than last year with Fangio coming in. They have an opportunity to draft somebody in the mid rounds. That would be a safety that could get some immediate playing time. So that's where the fit is that I think that this guy can really hit that are the Rams. <laughs> Basically everybody can go to the Rams because they just need so much help, but no, for s- Seriously, the, I think the Dolphins would be a great landing spot for Jordan Battle. And he's got some senior-type leadership qualities that's going to make him very, very successful at the next level. Whether that's turns into being an all-pro starter type guy or a perennial backup that plays 10 years in the league because he knows how to read a playbook and he knows how to perform when needed. Either or. Great player. Watch his film. You'll appreciate it. So that's it. That's my guys. That's where I think these guys should go. That's where we think we should draft them. Now we'll get into tomorrow, and all of that will go to shit because nobody is going to get drafted where I think they should. But that's okay because now we get to talk about how we think they're going to fit in with their new teams. But enjoy the draft tomorrow. I hope your team gets a little bit better. I hope your team that you hate gets a little bit worse. And I hope that Zach Wilson is currently losing his mind now that Aaron Rodgers is a Jet. But that's beside the point, because defense wins fantasy. We'll see you next week.